Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a little bit of a legend, singer, songwriter, and producer, Sam Sparrow. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Hi, thank you for having me. This is, like I was saying before we record, like this is really surreal because you're actually at one of the first festivals I ever went to, obviously with with it being Global Gathering. So this is really weird for me to sit here. (laughs) Normally I'm in the crowd. It's really weird for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what a start. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the festival. Loved it. Loved it. I think it, was <laughs> it really makes me laugh because I'm pretty sure it ended up with it being it was supposed to be like a like complete like washout this that and the other. And it ends up like being a bit of a heat wave on one of the days. And I remember having to because it was before I was able to drink, so it was like. <laughs> what, what did you do? Like, did you did you they did you have like a separate wristband or something? I, I don't know. I'm sure it was. Anyway, I might I might have got this wrong. But then I remember being that kind of like sunburn. I had to have one of those like metallic blankets. Um, you got heat stroke. Yeah, to keep like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Not to ring my mom. <laughs> I'm really sunburned. Can you come get me? Yeah, real classic. Like, that's actually really embarrassing. I've never told anyone that. <laughs> I had really bad, when I did, I did Coachella in, I think it was like 2008 or 2009. And it was, they've moved it now to the spring 
well it's been cancelled for the last two years but <laughs> remember that distant yeah. memory <laughs> yeah but it, it used to be in the middle of summer and obviously the california desert is just like scorching hot and it was uh, you know 100 and something degrees fahrenheit like in the 40s celsius and i was so dehydrated and had serious like really bad heat stroke wow. and like sit like vomited it was just yeah, oh, oh oh nice so yeah. fond memories of coachella oh. then <laughs> well to be fair speaking of the, obviously it's not the nicest things to have it annoys us all with a bit of a heat stroke but i start each show with the weekly waffle which is something that's i'm going to swear it it, it it pisses me off and in the uk at the minute obviously we're in the process of coming out of lockdown and you know fingers crossed we're all moving in the right direction but one thing i'm really not looking forward to is having to queue up again at like the bar and stuff I'm so used to sitting at my table now and just ordering everything through my phone. Yeah. I just like a typical British thing to moan about. Of queuing. Well, you know, the Brits are like notorious for like mastering the queue. Yeah. Yeah. No one queues better than British (laughs) people. This is just a global fact. (laughs) I'm not a fan. I don't like lining up. I'd rather just stay at home. And just wait in well, the line. <laughs> just not to say I'm do anything. <laughs> what about you? What what? I'm going to throw you into the bus here a little bit. What kind of minor inconvenience gets on your nerves? I, that's a good question. I mean, it's been there's been been so little interaction with humans for <laughs> such a long time. Most of the things that like irritate me, I see on the internet that are happening in other yeah. places, just like people losing their shit and just being. Yeah just absolute nightmares there's just a <laughs> level of tense tensity that it that's i don't know everyone's just you kind of like cut it with a knife couldn't you like just yeah. just cause like scrolling through you're like oh stop it <laughs> everyone's just on super edge and not to get like really dark right out of the bat but i live in la and obviously gun violence is a, a yeah. huge major crisis in this country and just over that was the 4th of July weekend there was like 180 gun deaths in three days in this country it's just absolutely it's insane what that's like obviously you hear about it like in the UK but like I didn't realize that that actually like is like the actual like severity of it it's gotten worse this year it's just i think there's just everyone's so here we are talking about mental health and wellness yeah well it's um, a a way to start um (laughs) but it is a very obviously serious topic so i'd about to say if you're you're struggling with gun speak about it i'm getting nervous now because i don't know how to respond (laughs) how do you respond it's just like i mean it's it's just a political it's it's become a political issue rather than like a health and safety issue and like logic there's just no logic it's just i don't know it makes no sense so is is la home for you now because obviously you you're like you're australian aren't you like that's the home yeah i moved to la when i was 10 so most of my life i've lived in la and yeah i did in london for a few years a couple of times like moved back and forth but yeah LA's home I, I say <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not native but I'm local yeah 
<laughs> we'll go with that. The good bits you're local to, the bad bits. Yeah, God, you wouldn't get that in my country. <laughs> but we do, you probably get it everywhere. It's, well, not as bad there, but I'm doing it again. This is why it's called the waffle shop, by the way, because I have this tendency to like... Waffle? Run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great for the ba- brand. <laughs> you're on brand, it's good. Exactly. <laughs> So we have got to talk about the music. Like I've been a huge fan of yours since I, I, can't, I couldn't even tell you since you, since you gave me Sunstroke. Is what Thank you. But we have got like Black and Gold. It is and like still is one of those songs that as soon as you hear that kind of like that bass at the beginning of that song, like you know what's coming. And I just remember like being, especially like on when we, like first start going out and stuff like that. It was the song that everyone kind of ran to the dance floor oh, to like bow out. But I have got I to ask, that. yes, what what is it about? <laughs> oh my god, everyone, yeah, that's the twenty six million dollar question. It it's, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've answered this question like differently um as the years have gone by but i mean the where what inspired the song was i think i was just having a bit of an existential crisis of like what does it all mean like what is life about like where did we come from where did we go and i i just remember like I don't know, just like having, just feeling really like deeply disturbed and like looking out into the sky one night and just wondering like, okay, is there a higher power? Is there a God? Like if there is, like, I want to experience that. And yeah. like, I wanna be, like, I want to feel close to that, whatever that is. And so black and gold is like the sky at night, the universe. That's deep. <laughs> I, I felt that <laughs> then. <laughs> the Cotton Eye Joe bit, not the other bit. <laughs> yeah, I always find it really interesting, though, to hear kind of like the stories behind some of these songs, because I always love when it's not what you expect it to like, what it to be, because it is a huge kind of like, would you, would you class it as like, a, it's a pop song, isn't it? Yeah. And to hear yeah. that kind of behind it, like you, I, I love when kind of, music takes you to that place well i think sub i think like on a subconscious level maybe is that's why it resonated so much with so many people because i think it's human nature to like explore that and like have questions about you know spirituality in the world and like the meaning of life and all those things and so whether people realize that that's what they were listening to or not i think on a subconscious level they respond that way i feel like every time like you hear it especially like now listen to it as an adult like it kind of hits like a lot differently now like yeah now now when i listen to that back now like i'm gonna be like lying awake at night like oh my god the stars the universe (laughs) (laughs) too much (laughs) but i've always i think for me that's always been something like unintentionally I've always kind of written about, I don't know, things that are a bit deeper, but like put them in a pop song and yeah. I, I don't know, put them on the dance floor or whatever. But 
um I think more often than not there's like a deeper meaning to stuff that I've written and I mean I was listening to I was like going through an EP that I put out a few years ago which is called Quantum Physical Three Conspiracy that was like and it was kind of a a um conceptual EP yeah. addressing actually addressing like gun violence and um the uh the opioid epidemic <laughs> and <laughs> um you know like uh global surveillance i mean it sounds like a bit poncy but it if you i think if you listen to it it's like quite a fun no but i feel like i have because i feel like is this you I don't know if it's this one or a, 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 another EP that you put out. You have a song with Daniel Merriweather. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it, like, like yourself, like, as soon as you hear that kind of like vocal, you know exactly who's singing. Because obviously, yeah. I didn't know who's on it. So when I, the first time I listened to that, and then obviously enjoying it, because obviously it was your voice, and then hearing his, and then who's the rapper? Like, there's like a female rapper. Yeah, her name's Imani Fella. She's um, she's from Washington D.C. She lives here in L.A. She's yeah, she's a friend of mine. She's such a great, rapper. amazing, yeah, lyricist. So yeah, that was. I mean, that song was kind of about basically the medical like opioid crisis and like <laughs> how you know these companies are like. I feel like I'm never going to be able to listen to this, these songs again the same <laughs> after this chat. <laughs> But I, so I would, the reason why I brought that up is because I was listening to one of the songs, which is called, oh my God, this is, it sounds like really intense, but it's called Fukushima Fish. And it's just about how when one thing happens in another place, the kind of the whole world is like affected by it. And, yeah. You know, in one way or another. And one of the lyrics is, um, why is the water on fire? And then just having, seeing what's happening. Oh, Mexico. Oh, yeah. It's like. Why is Wait, hang on a minute. Are you like, are you predicting like, am, the future? Are you like the Simpsons? I'm Nostradamus. It's going to wake up tomorrow and everything's just going to be black and gold everywhere. <laughs> and then in another song, you know, 21st Century Life, I was singing about buying weed out of vending machines. Anthem. And now that you can buy weed out of vending machines. I'm going to have to go back through all these, like, I'm going to have to get to like A to Z lyrics or something and just like read every line and write it down. It's like, you heard it here first. Told you, we called it. It's kind of weird. I mean, because a lot of times when I write, I'm not really, I'm just kind of writing the things. I feel like I'm just downloading information from like some somewhere else. Are you a time traveler? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I'm just like a highly anxious overthinker. Okay. But if you are, could you go and get me like next week's lottery numbers? <laughs> I would definitely do that. Like some Back to the Future sports almanac. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> I feel like we're best friends now. So <laughs> anyway, I've just gone off on a full like waffle Told you. tangent about how I can predict the future. <laughs> no, but I like it. I, I feel like this whole chat was not what I was expecting. I feel like in the nicest way possible, you're a bit like an onion. Like you've got so many layers that I wasn't expecting to be this like, like deep with all this I stuff. I love yeah. it. You can See, have I that. I you with the pop music. Reeled me right in. 
global gathering at that year reeled me right in. I'm going to go back and they'll be like, there'll be a lyric about like waffling with Taylor or something in one of your <laughs> earlier songs. Like, wow, that's how he's done it. <laughs> I don't think I do have that, unfortunately. I'm sorry to disappoint you. One of, one of the things I wanted to ask about was kind of like your influences and how kind of like your musical journey started. Because I find it really interesting. Like, how did you know, like, that was what you wanted to do? Well, everyone in my family pretty much is a music, like, was a musician going back, like, generations. And it was like, wow. yeah, my, my dad's a musician still to this day. He's a singer-songwriter and producer as well. And, and my grandfather was a jazz musician and trumpet player and arranger for television and films and stuff like that. And And then my great-grandmother, who I ever knew, was... Uh, she played the piano in like silent movie theaters. Oh wow! Yeah, so she was, was a like talented family. The the film, and I mean, I've always I grew up singing in church and like, you know, singing with the family and just always being into music. But I think my dad was like n- not fond of the idea of like, and my brother's a musician too. I think he was like. I hope my kids like do something else. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. I think he just thought like, oh, it can be really challenging and unstable and, you know, unpredictable. And yeah, that w- that's what makes it worthwhile, I think. No, I love that. So what like musically, like what were your kind of, what, what was the first CD you ever bought? Oh my God. Well, this is going to really age me, but like the first, I think, I mean, I grew up like mostly having cassettes, you know, cause I'm from the eighties. <laughs> and I think the first, I remember the first CD that I actually bought with my own pocket money was TLC, um, like their first album. And I think I also bought like Tony Braxton and Queen Latifah. I was really into wow. hip hop and R&B in the 90s. Like my brother was re- really into like grunge and indie rock and like metal and like a bit of hip hop too. Like he, he was into Tupac. But um, the bands that my brother and like the, the bands that we all kind of appreciated together were Queen and Steely Dan. Yeah. And you know, my mom was really into Sade and Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder and all that kind of stuff. So your house must have had like the best music collection. Like, was there like music always on in the background, like growing up? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of, um, yeah, always. And then also, I spent a lot of time in my grandparents' house growing up with jazz and a bit of like musical theater, but yeah, mostly like a lot of jazz and old like vocal vocalists from the forties and fifties. And I love hearing stuff like this. (laughs) And then as I kind of got, as I got older, I got really into um, dance music and electronic music. And one of the kind of, one of the things that really, influenced me a lot i mean i became such an anglophile because i remember going to the uk in the night like late 90s like around i think 96 97 my dad was on tour there and we spent like a few months in 
UK and I was obsessed with Kiss FM and <laughs> going to like Camden and buying mixed CDs, like compilations with all these dance records and UK Garage was kind of emerging yeah. and uh and also like prodigy and like bristol stuff you know uh gold like all this drum and bass yeah. and that, that was like really exciting to me so i love that the uk has that i mean i know everywhere has it but like every kind of little part of the uk like has something like different it's like the manchester you've got like the whole kind of like brit pop thing it's like yeah. everywhere you go to has like something completely different like where I'm from, it's like um, Coventry. It's like ska music. We had like the specials and people like that. Like it's, I, I love, I, I could sit and talk about music all day, every day and how it like does I this. I think that, that was what was kind, that was what was really interesting before the time of the globalization of culture, which yeah. come about from the internet and just everyone being everywhere at the same time was these scenes were so unique to the location that they were in and they yeah. were out of community and just in people influencing each other and i don't think that that is exists in the same way anymore no it's all very um i don't want to say this because i'm kind well i don't know if i am classed as a millennial i don't know but it's all very kind of it's all for show now it's all very kind of can I post this or can I go to this? Can I do this? Because of what other people think, not because I actually like going and doing something. And I yeah. feel like back then, like yeah. that didn't really like exist. Like my, my dad used to hold like, I don't know if I can say this, but well, I'm going to say it anyway, it's my, it's my show, but <laughs> like he used to hold, host like illegal raves and stuff like acid house and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, he didn't, he didn't care. Like all those people were literally there to have a good time and like, kind of forget about everything else that's going on whereas now it's obviously very there's a lot of like music snobbery i feel at the like in this kind of age group like people would kind of judge you for listening to a certain more, type of thing i think i mean i don't i don't like to just shit on the times and everything that people are doing now because i think there's a lot of great stuff now too but yeah it's just it's different and you know you talked about illegal raves and parties like that i mean i remember going to raves where you had a flyer that had no information on it and you would have to go to man i sound a billion years old you had to go <laughs> you had to go to a payphone and call this number and wow. they would tell you where the party was like the night of we so should that, bring that back there's just so much surveillance now yeah it's true <laughs> so Again, I'm going to kind of flip it around again, because I love hearing about like your influences and stuff like, and I love asking this question, especially when like I've got a musical guest on the show, but can you remember the first song that made you like feel something? <sighs> feel anything? Just anything. Specific. Oh, that's a, I think I need more time to think about that. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of Michael Jackson when I was a kid yeah. and I remember being just blown away by that. And the song human nature, there's something about that song that there's a, like a curiosity and a whimsy about it. Yeah. That I remember as a child being really moved. 
I love that. Big song. Yeah. yeah I love that question because, like, you can kind of see the kind of hate in, like, the guest side. So they're like, I can't believe you just asked me that and not prepared me. But I like it, like, makes you think. It, like, it makes you kind of, like, delve back a little bit into, like... Time, you had, I had to time travel. Yeah, I get, see, right before my eyes. You were that fast, I didn't even see it. <laughs> you were talented. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I guess I am a time traveler in in that sense. I've always been very nostalgic. Yeah. About, and I th- I don't know if it's because I moved around so much growing up um, and have lived in different countries and <laughs> kind of disassociated from my surroundings, like my present surroundings yeah. about like, Oh, maybe things were better in that time and place. <laughs> it's always like my most recent album was all about my childhood and the the music that I grew up listening to and recording off the radio. So there's it's really influenced by the early nineties and the late eighties and Janet. It's really weird. What one of the words that you just used was this, obviously nostalgia. When I first heard um Boombox. I need to get that right because I needed to set it wrong when I was like practicing, oh, not practicing ahead. Boombox, boombox external. Eternal. <laughs> eternal. 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 What am I talking about? See, I'm nervous now. The time travel. Like, it's like because we'll go back in time and re-record this, and then like it'll be fine. <laughs> um, but that's exactly how that album made me feel. It was like I was back, kind of like growing up, listening to the songs because I, I still did it. I still like recorded it with them on my tape, like the top forty. And hearing those kind of songs, like, you know, everything off the album, I just got like a real kind of, I think it was everything or one of the other ones. I just got like a real like old school, like Janet Jackson vibe. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my God, like, yeah. And it, I did that kind of thing when like I had my headphones and I was like, oh, you know, I did that like <laughs> that was funny when I first heard it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'd love it. Oh, that's what but That's want. one of the things that made me feel was nostalgic, like, Oh God. And then I kind of made a playlist on the back of that of like, you know, like together again, like Janet Jackson and Jackson, Jackson and stuff <laughs> like that. God, this interview is going great. <laughs> going great. Yeah. Also, Would like, you say that was like the influences behind it? Yeah. All the pop and R&B that I grew up listening to that just made me, yeah, fall in love with pop music and you know, all the stuff, yeah, like I used to tape off the radio and listen to in my room with headphones on and dance in front of the mirror. I think that it was a really, an album that I needed to make to sort of reignite my love for producing and writing music. Yeah. Um, Which it did. I mean, I, I just had so much fun making this album. You can hear that, to be fair, listen to it. It, 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 it makes you want to get up good and yeah. I, I looked at you know what i really love about obviously i know the pandemic has been a real kind of obviously shower of shit for everyone involved but i love how it's kind of it's broken down this kind of trend in music you know normally like you'd see like and then when everything started coming out like at the start of a year everything would kind of sound quite similar whereas this year and i feel like it's and even last year, sorry, and it's filtering to this year, like, I feel like everyone's making the music that they want rather than the music yes. that 
other people they think other people want to hear and like what like yours, like yours to be fair but jesse Ware as well like this year has been a big kind of i don't know it just reminds me of growing up and i, I love that that's the kind of sounds that are coming now it's the it's songs that they want to make yeah I, I i don't know if you've heard the the new laura and vola album as well oh my god yes really um got me yeah is yes so good and i and i love i think there's a bit of a like similar direction in some of the stuff to where i was coming from musically and it's just it's a really well produced and fun album oh i haven't told anyone of that i've listened to that like as of yet but yeah that's that's put a massive smile on my face because i'm really enjoying that at the minute yeah good i love it i think she's she's brilliant but I, yeah, I agree. I think the 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 pandemic made everyone just do a lot of self reflection and just think yeah. like, well, you know, life is really short and they're unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know how much time you've got. And, you know, why are we just doing, why are we on autopilot? Just yeah, it's like capitalism cycle of rat rate. I don't know. Just it forced people to think, well, what do I want to do? 100%. So I think we're going to be going into a time of a kind of a cultural reset. And I think it's needed. Yeah. Because I, I personally, like, I wouldn't be sat here having this conversation with you if I didn't ask myself those questions, like, in, like, March last year. So I'm very yeah. grateful of being in a position where I was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to, I want to, you know, express myself. I want to throw myself into something different. And luckily it's what well, it's led me to, to have a waffle with my first time traveler. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's worked out. All right. <laughs> I'm happy for you that you've like done that and made that <laughs> choice and that leap. How have you like throughout the pandemic, like how have you kept yourself going? I've done a lot of zooming <laughs> i don't no way. know I definitely <laughs> felt very connected to friends and family and community and because of the technology that we have now yeah it was definitely in the beginning very surreal but i think after a few months i, I think we all adjusted in our own way and found yeah like what worked for us and it it definitely forced me to get closer to a lot of the people that I really wanted to be close with and then a lot of the uh, you know the friends the, the acquaintances really yeah that I haven't been in I haven't spoken to in a year some of them I don't, I don't even remember their names <laughs> Is that bad? They're here tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Did you find that? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I feel like it's completely reevaluated my whole kind of outlook on life, like my circle, like my friendship circle, like every aspect has kind of changed. And honestly, I feel like it's changed for the better. Yeah. Like I feel like a completely different person in a good way. Yeah, to where I, I was a year ago. 
I agree. It's been I'm I'm really grateful for the year that I mean I know that there's been a lot of you know really bad things that have happened yeah to a lot of people and sickness and people losing loved ones and friends and I think at this point we we all know someone that's lost their life to yeah. the virus and whatnot but um in a lot of ways the you know the good side of that is just what we've talked about just becoming more self-aware connected to what we really want to do with our lives and forming i think for me definitely forming deeper connections with a lot of people i feel like that's like word of the day today deep deep yeah deep. oh god it's <laughs> gonna be goosebumps <laughs> This past weekend, I, I was really sunburned on this. So you did? Sorry. Yeah, I'm looking. Sorry, I've got distracted by my Zoom square, and I just look like really red. I don't know, anyway. Well, how the tables are turned. Last time I saw you, I was red. <laughs> <laughs> you want um, the metal blanket? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I? Um. Yeah, this weekend I was lucky enough to go to the first one of the first festivals um, in the UK, and it was actually headlined by someone who you've collaborated with in the past, um, Basement Jacks, and oh. it was phenomenal. Like I cannot tell you how good it was to be back out in a field with a beer, listening to live music. Have you missed it? I've. Yeah, in some ways, yes. Uh, definitely the live aspect. Um, by the way, that's a great first show. I mean, the Basement Jacks are one of like my favorite live acts. Oh and God! Acts, but like, they just put on such a good show, and they have so many bangers. And like, feelings gone. <laughs> one of the best. <laughs> oh, that was, I mean, it was such a dream. To, come true to work with them honestly I'm su such a fan of theirs and I when I first moved to the UK when I was like 18 I lived I moved to Brixton and I used to see you know Felix and Simon around and like kind of fanned out and just like oh my god that's the basement jacks I worked in this restaurant he came on the show like like oh, I think it was like yeah for my first like anniversary like of the show and <laughs> My voice was, I was quite clear, that excited to talk to him about obviously all the songs and like, obviously, because they're, they're huge. Like, I still listen to them like pretty much at least once a day. And like, my voice is so high pitched. I was that excited <laughs> to talk <laughs> to him. <laughs> like, never talking to this guy again. How <laughs> was the sweetheart? Uh, absolutely. Like, he's just a legend. It's, I love how his kind of story and how he got into music like you would never think that you know someone with like a very religious background and like with like a priest for a dad like created some of like the best dance music like in my opinion like ever it's yeah. and I, I love how it kind of uh, yeah i don't know I, I love them i'm a huge fan and gabrielle was there at the festival yeah it was gabrielle and then basement jacks Amazing. Yeah, I had a whale of a time. Dreams can come true. <laughs> yes, they do. 
That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely I did my first festival performance, my first live performance. Um, was it like a few weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe? For it was like a gay, LGBTQ plus pride um, festival in LA, and it was because of the the restrictions that we still had in place at the time. It was very very limited attendance, but it was also yeah. in a stadium, so it was oh. very surreal having this like gigantic stadium with just like a few hundred maybe a thousand people in there but it was streamed on on uh twitch yeah like you know thousands of people watching it online which was cool but i mean if for me like i do miss being on stage i get i mean i've gotten especially as i've gotten older become a bit more like introverted and a little bit like I get claustrophobic and I get overwhelmed when there's too many. Yeah. But I love being on stage in front of thousands of people. Like that feels very manageable and comfortable, which is really weird. Well, it's your safe space, isn't it? Like up there. And I feel is... like I'm in control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, I've seen you kind of command that stage. So yes, <laughs> you were definitely in control. <laughs> is there plans to that. to tour? Once, yeah, we're, not, once you're allowed not, to. Yeah, there's not like concrete plans in terms of dates and, you know, anything like that. But I do definitely want to tour. I'm making another album right now. And I think once, which is, by the way, a completely different direction than the last one. But um, I think once I'm done with that, it'd be kind of cool to tour both of these albums. Yeah the tour and definitely love being on stage and connecting with an audience that way is there anything you can kind of tell us about the new album yeah i mean i i can tell you about it who knows if it'll be i mean things tend to morph and take shape the, the further that i go into you know work with them but right now actually there's a lot of very uk influence on this album it's very up-tempo it's like a lot of dance music you know little elements of drum and bass and garage and how um but also i'm trying to push myself into new territory of like innovating taking those elements and trying to like innovate a bit this is exciting so it's fun i'm i'm still in the kind of research and development phase yeah (laughs) i tend to do a lot of broad sketches of songs and just and then as i get towards the end just like kind of build in the details more there's um there's one thing i've got to say it just popped into my head when you were talking about kind of like very uk but i saw recently that well it's it's on the album um you did a song with mnek yeah and <laughs> i need to if you ever like speak to him again can you tell him i said sorry because i think about this quite a lot you know when you did one of those stupid things like five, six years ago and you always think about it? Yes. Like, and it <laughs> winds you up terrible. This is the kind of overthinking, anxious that. person I am. Yeah. Um, I went to a gig in, it was for Radio 1 and Gorgon City were playing and he was there to sing Ready For Your Love and I bumped into him and I called him M-Neck. And now, yeah, and now he's one of the most like, like, I mean, his production and in writing and stuff like that, like, I, I'm a massive, massive fan. And I still think about that <laughs> almost you know every what? day. I, 
doubt he would even remember because so... no no he would definitely not remember <laughs> i you know yeah that was i mean now he's at the point where he's so you know well known and successful yeah that's how to pronounce his name for the most part but yeah people used to always call him <laughs> Must have been really annoying. It's really time. embarrassing because I obviously my name's Taylor and I get called Tyler all the time and it winds me up. So I can't well, I can imagine how he must have been stood there thinking, like, what a dickhead. <laughs> just get away from me. <laughs> I think he'd probably just learn to accept it at that point. I feel like I've got closure on now on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dead or alive. If you could either write, collab, or produce for, who would it be? Oh my goodness. Now, because you've said dead, now I'm thinking about all the dead people. <laughs> 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 and I'm just realizing, wow, so many of the artists that I grew up listening to are dead. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I... I think, uh, I don't know, Beyonce just like keeps coming to mind. She I bought me a pizza I'm... once. Okay, what? She bought you a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, tell me the rest of that story. One of my exes um, was a huge Beyonce, Beyonce fan and we had... I got our tickets to see, like, she was doing, like, some TV show for, like, ITV, like, One Night with Beyonce. And, like, we were stood in, like, this little place, like, waiting to go in. And a load of pizzas came through. They're like, oh, these are from the Carters. Thank you for waiting. I mean, it's not like I bumped into a drunk, like, in a kebab shop or something. But I thought it's still quite a cool That's story. Yeah. Like and, and bottles of water. It was a very hot day. That's actually That's quite nice, considering the last time I was at a festival watching someone on stage and it was really hot i don't i didn't remember you passing out bottles of water <laughs> so. So, so i know what a dick just just carrying <laughs> on as if nothing had happened sam thank you so much for joining me for a waffle i this is not what i expected at all but i feel like it's been one of like my favorites to record because it's just gone off in every direction other than what i wanted to talk about so <laughs> thank you I, i've recently been diagnosed with adhd so now this it's just now i'm aware of like wow i really just go off on these tangents well if <laughs> i probably should go and get myself checked out then because i feel like <laughs> i'm carving a career out of this <laughs> i think we've all at this point a bit you know that way yeah it's the scrolling epidemic definitely definitely for having me and um yeah best of luck and hopefully i'll be able to come over there soon and give you some more entertainment i hope so Hot. hope you have a better experience next time if i do a show <laughs> <laughs> honestly you're an absolute legend and i can't stop listening to the new album and I'm so excited to hear for what's coming next. You're a legend. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Taylor. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.